Hello, beautiful souls. You're listening to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and angel medium, Julie Jancis. As this episode airs, we are in the midst of COVID-19. Friends, this is tough stuff. There is discomfort and frustration for some, loss and grief for others. And while we're not here to minimize anyone's pain, in the midst of all of it, there is also beauty, love, grace, and compassion in the coming together, kind actions, and rebuilding. We can all see so clearly now that what impacts just one person on one side of the world can impact everyone everywhere. We feel oneness and empathy for one another like never before. This is a massive shift, a global awakening. Allow it to shift and awaken you. Know that as you do, we're here for you, to pray with you, to share your stories, to shine some light, and to help in any way we can as you heal. If you'd like to work one-on-one with me, book a distance session, or take the Angel Reiki School online to develop your own unique spiritual gifts. If you want to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly, take my online Angel Communication e-course. Your angels want me to tell you that you're going to be okay. They want you to put together your own spirit team here on earth, a team of people and resources who can help you in every area where you need support. And we hope that you'll make us a part of your earthbound spirit team. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting us be part of your healing journey. Now let's dive into the show. Hello, everybody. It's Julie, and we are back with another episode. We are diving into learning about tapping, and I know so many of you are so interested in learning about tapping. I have with us Dr. Katie Nall. She is the author of Shower Blessings, and I am so excited to have you on, Katie. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Julie. You know, I'm one of your biggest fans. (laughs) Oh, I know you're so sweet. You have learned so many different forms of healing and you came to the angel school back last November. I think it was 2019, right? Good good memory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was so exciting. But I want to dive in today and talk about the healing modality that is tapping. What is the like philosophy behind tapping and how it helps heal? So Julie, uh, tapping is a method, uh, a somatic method. Somatic meaning that it works with your body and your mind. And it was developed by an electrical engineer of all people. And uh, it's funny because I'm a mathematician and you wouldn't think that mathematicians or electrical engineers would have anything to do <laughs> With healing. But Gary Craig, about 30, almost 40 years ago now, was um, observing something called thought field therapy and noticed that a lot of the psychologists and psychiatrists were doing a lot of different steps to help people heal from uh, what I call now is dissolving your waffles. (laughs) Your waffles are worries, anxieties, fear, frustration, lethargy, exhaustion, and stress. And this process can dissolve them. I mean, not not reduce them and not not just kind of hide them, but completely eliminate them, which is amazing. He found that when 
you tap on different parts of your body, which are aligned with where meridians cross, that you hit about 98% of your meridians. So he developed a system called tapping or emotional freedom technique. It's also called EFT. And with that process, we are finding that old memories are surfacing, old hurts are surfacing, and things that we may have forgotten about, just completely forgotten about. And in allowing them to surface, first of all, we have to acknowledge them, right? We have to give them a name. And after you acknowledge and name them, then you can allow them to pass through. Because, you know, Julie, if you think about the word emotion, the core word there is motion, which means it, um, when we have these feelings, they should be moving through us. And many times we allow the good emotions to go through us. If you ask somebody, you know, when was the last time you felt happy or joyful or celebratory? It's like, oh, well, let me think about it. And that's not something we hold on to so much. But we have a tendency to hold on to those negative or critical criticism feelings within us. And tapping allows those emotions to move on. Yeah, that's so fascinating because how I see it is if you picture the energy of your soul as a mini sun with light rays that shine out in every direction, what spirit says is that as we manifest everything in our lives, or you could think about it another way, as we make free will decisions or as we just experience with whatever's happening around us, What's happening is that energy, uh, it starts out way out in the outer realms of your auric field, and that energy moves closer and closer and closer into your body from how they show me. And you're right, a lot does just flow through, but we do stick, right? And we, we hold on to, we attach to different beliefs or different feelings or different emotions. And when we do that, we, we begin to not have them as much in the auric field anymore. Now they're in the physical body. And the more and more that we hold on to those beliefs, what I see is it grows that energy so that it's bigger and bigger and bigger within us. We're holding it. And I think this work is just so profoundly important because it is our physical, spiritual, emotional health. It all wraps into one. Whereas if we we do our work on it, we can release it up and out so that we don't manifest it into something else happening within our physical body. You're so right. And Julie, what happens is when those negative emotions get stuck in our our physical body, the way we think of it is it's an emotional blockage in our meridian system. And I I like to think of it like a traffic jam. And, you know, when you're in the middle of a traffic jam, you can't always see exactly what is going on. But once the jam has straightened out, then the traffic or the energy can flow. But if it's blocked because of things we're holding on to uh, uh, in our in our body and causing stress in our body, which eighty percent of our medical visits are triggered by that, right? That's what that's what causes the problems. And so freeing them up and allowing it to flow makes all the difference. So how does like what are the processes and what are the steps of tapping? So Julie, there are basically three different levels. There's a, a level where you can uh, self-applied, which is an amazing tool because it's non-addictive, non-invasive, and self-administered. And then there's working a little bit deeper on 
because there's other points that you can work on. And then you can work with a certified uh, practitioner like myself. But the, the, simple, the, the simple version is, and what we, I usually do is I start with uh, clients by just having them follow me and mirroring my responses. So on the side of your hand between your little finger and your wrist, you just tap right there gently. Yeah, and just breathe normally and just say, wow, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. And <laughs> this is something different, right? <laughs> and uh, then you move uh, and you can use your right hand, your left hand, both hands, it doesn't matter, on the crown of your head, the top of your head. And you tap right there. So you've just moved from the hand and your your hands are now tapping at the top of your head. And for right. anybody who wants to see this, I don't have any makeup on, but um, I will, I'll take the video and I'll put it up over on the Facebook group, the Angels yeah. Awakening Podcast Tribe on Facebook. So you can see Great. how it's tapping. And you can use one hand or the other hand or the other, kind of looking a little bit like a monkey, right? <laughs> And then you go on the edge of your eyebrow, Julie, right above your nose, a little bit lower, a little bit lower on your eyebrow, eyebrow. There you go. And yeah, I had to, I always take my glasses off so that everybody can see better. (laughs) That's perfect. And so on the edge of your eyebrow, and again, you can use one hand or the other or both. Doesn't matter. And then Julie, um, you move from there to the side of your eye, between your eye and the edge of your hairline. And you tap there. And just breathe normally. And then under your eye, that's where I store all my bags, Julie. (laughs) You know, I keep waiting for a very famous person like Kim Kardashian to start blacking her eyes so that I'm in fashion. (laughs) (laughs) And then under your nose, you move from under your eyes to right under your nose. And just tap right there. And then from under your nose, you move to under your lips. And above your chin right there in that little little sweet spot. And then you're going to take either both hands or move one hand across and tap on the collarbones, right on the collarbones. And just breathe normally. And then our next spot is we're going to go about four inches below our armpit. So for women, it would be where your bra strap is. If we're wearing bras in today's world. And then what I ask my uh, clients to do next, Julie, is just blow all your air out. (sighs) And then you can take a normal breath. And so I have them do that just to kind of bring the nerves down a little bit and to adjust to what we're going to do. Then the next layer, what we do is that we add words. So what's important, Julie, is that the clients use their own words. It's kind of like scaffolding in education where we have to We have to do what people are familiar with. So, for instance, um, if we talk about COVID, some people are scared. Some people are fearful. Some people are panicking. Some people are, they have all these different words. So I would ask my client, so I'll ask you, Julie, uh, first of all, what is something that you're concerned about right now? I'm concerned with school getting back up and running. My husband's a teacher, and so... And my daughter's going to be going and we're sending her back. And I feel like everything is going to be okay. But, you know, there's that ounce of egoic mind that's still there that I'm trying to push out. Okay. So it works better, the more specific. So what they say is the more specific, the more terrific. So 
Yeah. So when we think about it, which has the greatest concern, the fact that your husband's going back to teaching or that your daughter is going back to school or that you think everything is going to be okay? Which of those do you think has got the greatest uh, intensity emotional? Yeah, the biggest vibration that I feel is fear for my husband because he tends to get everything that the kids have. Okay. So when you think about, and thank you for giving me that name of that emotion, that's something that I usually work with clients for a while. So you have fear and it's about your husband returning back to school because he gets involved. He gets all the things that kids are. So from the top of your head to the bottom of your toes, Julie, when you think about the fear that you have of your husband returning to school, where do you feel it in your body? Probably lower back that radiates through to like lower stomach, which is interesting because I've been having stomach issues all morning. Lower back to lower stomach. Um, So I have two more questions. One is, well, three. uh, One is from zero to 10, where zero is like, oh, no big deal. He's done this a hundred times. He'll be fine. And 10 is the most fear you've ever had for your husband going back to school. Where is it right now? Probably like a 5.5. 5.5. I love that. The mathematician in me loves that. <laughs> okay. So you have a 5.5. Now what's really important, Julie, like I mentioned, is that we have to use your words. So if I say something that you say, mm, now that's not quite right, or I wouldn't say it that way, I'm going to give you permission and ask you to rephrase it for me so that we are saying your words. Can you do that? Yes. Okay. And the last question, is this a true statement? Everything's got, everything we say has to be true. Okay. As it has to be true. So is this a true statement right here, right now? I feel safe. Yes. Okay. So here we go. Ready? Okay. Ready. On the side of your hand, we'll tap and we'll say, even though, even though I have this fear, I have this fear. It's in my uh, lower stomach and radiating back to my back. And even though it's in my lower stomach radiating to my back. When I think about my husband returning to school, when I think about my husband returning to school, He always catches everything the kids have. He always catches everything the kids have. Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. And then we're going to repeat variations of that phrase two times, okay? Even though. Even though. In my lower stomach radiating to my back. In my lower stomach radiating to my back. I feel this fear about my husband returning to school. I feel this fear about my husband returning to school. I mean, he always catches everything the kids have. He always catches everything the kids have. But right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. But here, here, right now, I feel safe anyway. Last time, even though. Even though. Just thinking about my husband going back to school. Just thinking about my husband going back to school. And catching everything the kids have. And catching everything the kids have. Fills my lower stomach all the way back to my back with fear. Fills my lower stomach all the way to the back with fear. Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. And then on top of your head, this fear in my lower stomach and my back. This fear in my lower stomach and my back. And then on the edge of your eyebrow, right above your eye. This fear in my lower stomach and my back. This fear in my lower stomach and my back. And then on the side of the eye, this fear in my lower stomach and my back. This fear in my lower stomach and my back. And then under the eye, my lower stomach and my back has all this fear. This lower back and stomach have all this fear. All this fear in my stomach and lower back. All this fear in my lower stomach and back. All this fear 
all this fear. And then on your collarbone, all this fear in my lower stomach and my back. All this fear in the lower stomach and my back. And then finally, uh, four inches under your arm, all this fear in my lower stomach and my back. All this fear in my lower stomach and my back. Now blow all your air out, Julie. (gasps) And then give it a minute or two. And then I'm going to ask you to think about when your husband goes back to school from zero to 10, when you think about the fear that you have in your stomach and your back, where is it now? Four. It's a four. So there's something else that's going on. So when you think about your husband going to school and he's catching the other things, while we were tapping, did anything else come up? Related, not related, have anything to do with anything, just any thought? I just fear for all the kids and all the teachers. Yeah. 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 And is that still in your stomach and your lower back? Yes. And how's the intensity of the fear in your stomach and your lower back? It's lower, like a three, four. Okay. Okay. You you want to do it again? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So on, on the side of your hand, we'll tap and we'll say, even though. Even though. And everybody who's still- listening can can do this too, right? Absolutely. Thank you, Julie. This is called borrowing benefits. So even if you don't have anyone going back to school, tapping along and repeating these words, something that you may be going through right now may dissipate. So let's do that. Thank you for suggesting that. Uh, So on the tapping on the side of the hand, even though, even though I still have a little bit of fear. I still have a little bit of fear. When I think about my husband and the teachers and the students and everybody going back to school, When I think about the teachers, the students, and everybody going back to school. And it's in my lower stomach and my back. And it's in my lower stomach and my back. Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. And staying on the side of your hand, we're going to continue with, even though. Even though. I have this fear in my lower stomach and my back. I have this fear in my lower stomach and my back. Every time I think about the kids and the teachers and uh, my husband going back to school this year. Every time I think about the teachers and the kids and everybody going back to school this year. Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. And then uh, last time on our on our uh, side of our hand, we'll say, even though. Even though. My lower stomach and my back. My lower stomach and my back. Has a little bit of fear left. Has a little bit of fear left. When I think about everybody going back to school this year. When I think about everybody going back to school this year. Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. Right here, right now, I feel safe anyway. And then on the top of the head, we'll tap and say, this fear in my lower stomach and my back. This fear in my lower stomach and my back. And then move your hand to the edge of your eyebrow, right above your eye. Oh, this fear in my lower stomach and my back. Fear in my lower stomach and my back. And then on the side of the eye, between your eye and your hairline, this fear in my lower stomach and my back. Katie, I don't feel it anymore. This pain in my lower stomach and my back. This is incredible. (laughs) Let's keep going anyway, okay? Yeah, I'm still tapping. Okay, good. Now tap under your eye. No more fear, but, you know, we'll keep tapping. Go ahead and repeat that. Fear, but we'll keep tapping. Under the nose. I don't have any fear in my stomach or my back anymore. I don't have any fear in my stomach or my back anymore. 
and then under the lips. I can think about everybody going back to school and there's no more fear. I can think about everybody going back to school and there's no more fear. And then on their collarbone, no more fear in my stomach or back. No more fear in my stomach or back. And then under the arm, no more fear for me. No more fear for me. And then blow it all out. Wow. I love that. I love that. You know, what's so fascinating is that when you came to the Angel Reiki School, this always happens. Spirit does the wildest things because they're preparing you for different stuff that's coming. I was in the car like the week before and I was just tapping on my chest bone the entire time. And I'm like, what are you having me do? This is so wild. Why am I tapping? And they're like, it's a thing. Just keep doing it. You'll understand later. And then you came and you're like, I have to show you, you know, like I, I do EFT and I'm like, what's EFT? And, and you showed me and I was like, oh, that's why spirit is having me tap. You know, they, they wanted me to learn this. They wanted me to understand this. And it is wild because when you go through that process, you no longer are holding that vibration within you. It is physically released up and out. And clinically, um, Julie, they have done studies worldwide for the past 30 years, and they have looked at comparing cognitive behavior therapy, which is talk therapy, Mm -hmm. compared to something called EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization response, I think, and then tapping, which is also emotional freedom technique or EFT. And among those three, they found that EMDR and EFT are way more effective than talk therapy. And speaking as somebody who's been through four years of weekly talk therapy, and which I had an amazing therapist, uh, no, no doubt, amazing therapist. But I found that a couple things. One, at the end of the session, he was great, but he'd be like, uh, Katie, it's been 60 minutes. You got to go now. Well, I'd be a mess, right? Because I'm dredging out all this junk and everything. And I'm like shaking and crying hysterically. And I'm like, oh, and I got to walk out his door and go to work. And I'm like, oh, I can't do this. And with tapping, at the end, and we'll do this for you too. We always do a clearing away so that you you can regain your sense and have some stability so you can move forward in your life today. So that's one thing. The other thing is with cognitive behavior therapy, you do get a lot of stuff out, which is great, but that doesn't mean it goes away. And my therapist warned me. He said, you know, there will be times in your life where you'll be in a similar situation where you will be triggered. And I was like, oh, great. So I just have to stand around and wait to be triggered. (laughs) And with tapping and EMDR, that doesn't happen. It just goes away. However, with EMDR, you have to have a therapist in front of you because you might be triggered into a traumatic response. Although I've been trained in levels one, two, three, uh, trauma and quantum. So I've actually worked with some past lives, which has been very interesting. And so I can help clients through that. But the best thing about it is it's non-addictive, non-invasive, and it is self-administered. So once you know how to do it, you can do it yourself, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing. And you know what? I have this sensation too, that I have to tell you about. You remember being like little, I don't know if they ever did this when you were younger at school, but they would turn on a movie when I was younger at school and like the girls would all sit in a line and we'd braid one another's hair as we were watching the movie. And you know, whenever somebody plays with your hair like that, you get like this 
tingly, peace-filled kind of like sensation. Um, Sometimes you get that from massage too. I have that a lot just from my own hand tapping on my own body. Yeah, that that tingly sensation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, it's very. It's like a very relaxing, peace-filled sensation. Yeah, the most common response that I get from my clients is, "Oh my gosh, I feel so much lighter." Yeah, and and that's the word is it is lighter, and it's like, well, of course, it's because you have released all of this stuff. They say that, you know, it's the power of positive thinking. And I have to tell you, Julie, for years, I was a big proponent of positive thinking. So when I tried this for the first time on my husband of 47 years, and I said, okay, so tell me what negative emotion you have. And he kind of looked side-eyed out of me. And he's like, is this a trick? I mean, I'm supposed to be positive, aren't I? <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. Positive isn't working. So we got to get the negative out. And he was so reluctant to tell me any negative emotions. And so finally I said, okay, look, and, but he would come home and he'd, he'd be upset about things going on at work and blah, 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 blah. And so he, he, you know, rant about it. And so one day I said, okay, look, we're not going to tap for you. We're going to tap for me because I have to listen to all this. (laughs) So we tapped and afterwards the next day he came home and I said, so how's it going? with work because he wasn't ranting and he wasn't going on. He says, it's fine. I said, so I guess tapping worked. He said, this stuff doesn't work at all. He said, I'm (laughs) totally in control. The other day we worked on something. We were supposed to work on a project together. And I said, okay, we're not working on this project together unless you agree to tap with me because I need it to be able to work with you. He's like, okay, okay. And he was kind of just slapping all over. And I, and I actually made him, I'm like, okay, you got to tap on the right points. So I got him tapping through everything. And the next day he came to me and he said, I just want to let you know, I don't believe in it and it doesn't work. And I love the outcome. <laughs> because he, went so, he got three times more stuff done than he thought he was going to get done. And I work with a lot of clients who are need to regain focus, especially in this time when we're trying to work out of our homes and there's all these distractions and uh, things going on. But a lot of us, thank you, have the pleasure of being able to work from home. But it's hard to do that when you're not in an office environment. So I have a lot of clients that I work with with that on as well. That's interesting. You know, I'm wondering, going back to what you were talking about with your husband, do you think it's a reluctance to bring up negative emotion? What I find is that within so many different people, we've been socialized to not really feel our emotions or to sweep our emotions under the rug. That one of the first places that I have to start with a lot of my clients is let's have you Google a list of different feelings, like list of feelings, list of emotions, so that you can look at the entire variety and you'd be shocked at how long the list of different feelings and emotions. The more and more that you can kind of become in tune with what those different vibrational frequencies are, the the better you get at releasing them from yourself because you can pinpoint, okay, that's a low vibration, but what is that low vibration? Is it shame? Is it fear? Is it anger? Is it frustration? And once you can really pinpoint it down to the very specific, 
that's where you get. And is that the reason too, that you have to be so specific with EMDR is that you're really getting to the root of that like smallest vibration in there? Well, um, I agree with you, Julie. I think that part of the issue is identifying the emotion. And so for clients who see me, but, but don't understand the emotion, what we do one whole round of, I, I don't think this is going to work. And I don't even know what it is. And, and so, so we deal with that emotion first. And then afterwards, and for some of like, um, when I teach math, because this is how I found out about it, is I wanted to help students overcome their fear and anxiety about math. I'm a mathematician, and I believe everybody can enjoy math, well, at least pass it. <laughs> and, and so I wanted to help my students, and a lot of the students couldn't identify how they felt about math. And so I said, okay. Don't tell me the emotion because you don't know it, but tell me what it might feel like. So one of my students said, this is what it feels like. I'm in the middle of the ocean. I'm in a very small boat and there's a huge hole in the boat and the water's just gushing out and I'm just watching the whole thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so what we did is, and we can do that. We, If you don't know the emotion, we can tap on that. And for some people, they may want to talk about something, but not let me know what it is. It may be so private. And so... We don't have to say, like you mentioned that you were concerned about your husband going back to school. Well, for some people, we don't even have to say that. We can just say, I'm worried about that thing because you will know it and your body knows it. But it's kind of like, have you ever, well, you, I know you have been because with your daughter, but when you go to the doctor and you have this ailment and they can't define it, they can't give it a name and how frustrating that is. And once you have a name for it, and it's like, oh, okay, now we have a name. Now I can kind of look for a solution. And I went through that myself for six years. I was so sick. I was bedridden for basically six years. And we didn't know what it was. And I got sicker and sicker and sicker. And every doctor I went to, they couldn't figure it out. They said, who's your favorite oncologist? And I was like, I don't think those two words go together. <laughs> but I went to an oncologist who was also a hematologist, a blood uh, physician, and he said, I don't have any idea of what you have, um, but let's just try this test for sprue. And I was like, I have no idea what sprue is. I'm not, I'm kind of concerned about it. And I will, you know, let's try it. And it turned out 17 years ago, I was diagnosed with sprue, which is also called celiac. A lot of people have heard of celiac now. And once I had a name for it, then I felt like I could work with it. And it's the same thing with emotions. Just like you're so good about letting your clients give them a list. And once they have a name for it, then it's like, oh, okay. And then you think about why do I feel this way? Why, why do I have this fear? Why do I have this anger? And then you kind of dig a little deeper. And you're right. Sometimes it's scary. Like recently, I've been dealing with a lot of anger. And I couldn't figure out where the anger was coming from because I'm not normally an angry person. And it, um, it really went back to like 60 years ago. And so going back that far and trying to identify what that was, and now I'm actually tapping on all of that to relieve that anger. But it was my body that triggered me. And, and you know, I, I was like, well, what's going on? What, what is wrong? And identifying the name. And then acknowledging it. So, right, we got to acknowledge it in the first place, then giving it a name. And then once we have a name on with it, then we can eliminate it. And that's the part that's just so freaking amazing. I love that. 
So for everybody listening at home, you can do this as well. If you feel like you're not as in tune with your own emotions and vibrations and and feelings as you would like to be, what you can do is go to Google and Google list of emotions, list of feelings, and just keep that with you or even take a picture of it and have it stored on your phone so that when you do just, I think the first sensation that we get a lot when we're busy is I feel off. Today's an off day, right? So when you feel that, go to your list and say, what am I feeling? And Katie, what I want to do is for the Thursday episode, I want to do one of those more general tapping sessions so that no matter what somebody is kind of working through themselves at home, that every single person who's listening right now can use that episode to really, and, and we'll put the video of it too over on the Facebook group so that you have it. You can use that yourself to release it. And I really want you to try this because it does. It feels so yummy. It's like a natural (laughs) energy healing agent. It's so fascinating. So Katie, too, I want you to tell us other cool like stories about how you have seen this help people that you have worked with. Well, I'll I'll tell you the most um, intense one. A friend of mine came to me about a year ago and uh, we had met through a professional association. And she said, Katie, I'm really needing help with lack of focus. And I said, oh yeah, sure. Let me help you. And so I had her fill out what I have all my clients fill out, which is an intake form. I'm a mathematician. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. And so I know my lane, right? And so I, I, I have them fill out the intake form. And if they're coming to me for things that I don't work with, like I don't work with sexual issues. I have a great uh, practitioner that I recommend to. I I just did that this weekend. Somebody said that they had uh, a friend who had a lot of sexual trauma. I said, you really need to go see her. She's really good. And so I, I know my lane. Well, I had my friend fill out the intake form and I said, yeah, sure. We'll set up a time and I'm going to help you with your focus. That's probably one of the easiest things we can do. And I got the intake form and Julie, I was shocked. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot work with you. You are, first of all, your therapist, first of all, you're seeing a therapist once a week. Secondarily, your therapist has called you depressed. You're clinically depressed. I can't work with clinically depressed. I'm not a therapist. You're also on two antidepressant medications. I cannot work with you. And you were suicidal. There's no way I can, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't have the qualifications to work with you. And this particular friend of mine was very insistent. And I said, uh, okay, I, and just like everybody else, I know, I know you do too. I have a mentor, a, a number of mentors that I work with. So I went to my mentor, I explained the situation and my mentor said, you are right, Katie, do not touch it. It's, it's over your skill level. I said, yes, I know. I got it. So this particular friend was persistent, incredibly persistent, and said, Katie, come on, we can, we can work together. I said, no, mm, mm, mm. And so she came back to me and she said, you know, my therapist had recommended tapping to me a year ago. And I talked to my therapist about working with you, and she said it would be a good idea. I said, so you're going to be working with both of us at the same time? And she said, yes, that's what we're going to be doing. I said, well, and I knew this person very well, and I trusted her. In retrospect, if I ever get in that situation again, I'm going to be working with the therapist directly, but, um, but because I, I knew her, right? I trusted her. So we started and Julie, we only did one, one hour session a month, just one, one hour session a month. That's all. And in six months later, 
she was doing so much better. She had so much focus. And I thought, oh, this is great. We're done. And we were just talking. And she said, well, you know, I was talking to my friend the other day, the one that used to be my therapist. And I said, well, what, what, what do you mean used to be your therapist? <laughs> what are you talking about? She said, well, I told you. I said, no, you haven't. What's going on? She said, oh, last month, I she took me off of all my medications. I'm no longer on medications. I'm no longer suicidal. I'm no longer depressed. And my therapist has agreed that I no longer have to see her. And I said, what? She'd been seeing therapists literally for years about childhood issues. And it, it wasn't me. It's the tapping. It's the tapping. Just like you, I'm a conduit, right? And, and it's the tapping. We always said her words. We always said things. And now what's really exciting is she and I together are writing a book called From Depressed to Success. She's now has so much focus. She has very little time to meet with me anymore. <laughs> that is fantastic. That is fantastic. And I want to tell everybody because what I really believe is that it does take different people. Like I do believe that it is wonderful to have therapists and it's a wonder to use wonderful to use different healing modalities and what spirit always calls it is building your angel team here on earth right build it up with the people who resonate with you and i tell people all the time interview your counselors interview your therapists because you oh, yeah. work with people who really resonate with you you will always feel called to work with them right yeah. And when you inter interview therapists, you need to treat them as your peers, not as a, that's a big thing is treat them as your peers. And the kind of things you want to ask them is obviously their training, their experience, and who are they working with now as mentors? Because if you're working with somebody who's not working with somebody else, you have found somebody who could be a good friend, but they may be stagnant in their studies. For instance, right now I'm working on becoming a Qigong instructor. And I have my mentor, my tapping mentor, and I have other resources that I'm, that I'm working with as well. And you should, you should make sure that you are working as a peer uh, because you're working together on, on your, your physical health. And you kind of want somebody that is at an emotional level that you want to be at. There was one of my friends who hired a coach for a business experience. And, she, and the coach was very, very expensive, very expensive. But she'd heard great things about her. And I heard later on, because I, I asked her, I said, well, how was she? Was she fabulous? And she said, well, every time she called, she always complained about her divorce. And we spoke mostly about her divorce the entire time. And I was like, oh, that's not what you hire somebody for. You know, you, no. you don't really want to no. hear their stories. Yeah. And that's so hard, too, because. When I was first going through my very first energy healing program, I had the same thing happen to me, which was that my teacher, and I'm not trying to speak negatively, I'm just trying to give everybody listening information that that if this happens, that you understand what's happening. Because it took me a while to process that most of our sessions were her asking me to provide her with information about this very sticky situation that she was in in her life and, and kind of working through that. So yeah, anytime that that happens, that's really not the focus of yes. what somebody's supposed to be there for you. They're supposed to be teaching you and training you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard situation. Yeah. Yeah. So it, when you sign on with somebody, make sure that you have um, 
an understanding or a way out of the contract, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard too. You know, I think that you really want to work with somebody that totally resonates with you and that it's outlined what you're going to get from that set so that you know, that's Mm -hmm. the way that I work anyway. So go into this deeper when it comes to your book. Tell us a little bit about your book, Shower Blessings. So Shower Blessings, I actually have this amazing recommendation from somebody by the name of Julie Jancius on the back of my book. I'm so proud of it. I was having lunch with a friend and she was saying how her life was, and this was a few years ago, her life was so busy and she knew she needed to calm down and and she really needed to meditate. And I said, oh, well, I can tell you where I meditate. And I suggested saying that I just meditate in the shower because I had to learn that having three kids in less than five years, working full time, you know, married and having a mother-in-law living in the house. And I was always, you know, involved in other projects. Where do you find the time? And I said, it, yeah, I do it in the shower. She said, you do what? And so I was explaining to her the different methodologies that I use to meditate in the shower and some of the outcomes that have come from it. She's like, you know what? You should write a book. So yes, Patricia is listed in here as the person who told me to write this book. And in my session with Julie Jancius, I was told that there are many books that are coming and indeed there are. But in this particular book, it's just a very short, because if you, if you don't have time to meditate, you don't have time to read a book. So this is a very short little 55, oh, 60 page uh, book on different things you can meditate on while you're in the shower. And what I found for me personally is that if I tried one or two of these little things throughout the day, I was opening up and I could hear things that didn't make sense at first. (laughs) like I was supposed to give a thousand dollars to a church that I'd never been to. And the coincidences, what they call them the God winks that happened because of that. And so there's lots of little stories in here. In addition to specific takeaways that you can use today to increase meditation time. So for those of you who are struggling with, I don't know how to meditate or I don't have time to meditate. This little book called shower blessings may be helpful. Oh, I love that so much. And that's so interesting that you said that because I just had the the biggest synchronicity happen this week where Spirit had one person reach out and it's the first time it's ever happened. And she said, I want to donate a session. I just feel like I'm called to donate a session. And I had a, a woman write in who has been a nurse and going through a lot. She said, I hate to ask this, but I just can't pay for a session. And so I was able to pair the two of them over so that she was able to get the donated session. But isn't it amazing how those things happen? Yeah. Uh, I love that your book just has so many different ideas for what (laughs) to meditate on. That's so beautiful. I did want to ask you too about the Angel Reiki School and what you felt like you got from that. Like, tell us about your experience because it's been over six months. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm not your usual client. (laughs) I'm a mathematician. I'm very mythological, but I'm open to a lot of spiritual uh, things. And uh, like a lot of other people are on a very long spiritual journey. When my daughter-in-law, Courtney Dysnall, had uh, found you and raved about you, and uh, she said, you need to go get a reading. And I said, okay, whatever. And when I uh, came to you, you said, well, what do you want on it? I said, 
I have no idea. And you still have no idea about what you had to say and the impact it's had on me. Um, someday I'll tell you about that. But as I started following you on Facebook and finding out more and more and more, I was like, oh, Courtney, she's got an angel school and we could go to Chicago and we could do it together. And she said, no, 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 no. We're not doing this together. She said, I'm bringing my sister and my mother and the four of us are going to do it together. I said, oh, that's great. Now, I have to tell you, my daughter, Love, is very spiritual and very intuitive. She's a chiropractor. So she's right in here. Her mother is crazy intuitive. I mean, just um, Paula is, in fact, Paula was one of the guests on your earlier shows and talked about some of her readings. And I don't know if you've talked to her recently, but she has had some amazing spiritual things that are coming through that are about people that she doesn't stay in contact with uh, very much. So that's been amazing. And then her sister, Carrie, is also. So they're all very, very intuitive. Me? Not so much, <laughs> but I'm open for learning. And so we got started and I, I was expecting, you know, lots of bookwork, lots of memorization, lots of stuff. And you're like, no, we're going to start this right away. And I'm like, but, 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 what? <laughs> Wait a I don't think I'm ready. And I think the first uh, person I worked with was, I think her name was Valerie. She was a nurse from Colorado. She was fabulous. And I was coming up with things that didn't make any sense at all. And she said they didn't make any sense. And then as we talked, it became clearer and clearer what the senses were. And I was like, oh, my gosh, baby, I'm learning something through doing. <laughs> and it was so empowering for me personally. And I loved it. I've since then been able to do Reiki and angel readings. I've had, this was before COVID, but I've had uh, friends over the house and I told them they could only come if they bring somebody I don't know. And so we've done angel readings and Reiki readings. Yes. <laughs> and they were short. You know, I could only do uh, 10 or 15 minutes and I did all the things you told me to do. I did my meditation prayer and asked for my bubble and my uh, belt of protection and to be able to be open. And you're right. Part of the struggle is trying to decide what's the egotistical part of my mind and what is, is it I'm hearing. And for me to just quiet myself down and just let the words flow. And that's my biggest challenge. Yeah. But it was amazing experience. And I think everybody should do it. Oh, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. I can't wait for you to tell the angel story too, because well, everybody could just tell it here. We could tell another one that day, but on the way home, so you and your whole family really came to like Chicago to do the school and on your way to the airport from the hotel, you guys got into this, I think it was like a lift and the cab driver was asking, you know, what, where were you guys in for what were you doing and you're like oh we're here for this angel reiki school with julie jancis and he's like i listened to her podcast or like he was listening to it right then right um because his daughter had passed and yeah. and who was it who did the reading right in the car so Paula's sitting in the front seat and the three of us are in the back seat. And we're going, Paula, no, he's driving. Don't. No, Paula, don't. <laughs> and she's like, 
let me tell you. And so Paula started crying and talking about her, his daughter and, and telling him all the things from his daughter. And so she was just going on and on and on. And we're sitting in the backseat going, oh, no, I hope he doesn't start, you know, have an accident or something. Because it was so intense. It was so intense. And Paula's very, very good at this. And she was the one... I don't know if you remember or not, but at the very beginning of the session, she says, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't have any of these skills. I can't do this at all. And it turns out, man, she does flip that switch and she was good to go. <laughs> yeah. So at the, at the end of it, we all gave him a hug at the airport and, and let him know how wonderful his daughter was and how thankful she was for all that he was doing for her and her on her behalf. That's so incredible. Oh, I yeah. love that. Thank you so much, Katie. Katie, tell people where they can get more information about you, your website. Tell them where they can find the book, too. So um, if they go to my website, which is, you know, I'm a bit of a nerd. So my name on my website is Nall, which is my last name, N-A-L-L, followed by the word edge, E-D-G-E. So together it becomes knowledge. N-A-L-L-E-D-G-E-C-O.com. So it's knowledgecompany.com. And, they, I, I, you know, I'm going to ask everybody there, please pester me. You know, that's how I get paid. Um, but, so you can pester me by emailing me at hello at drnall.com. So it's H-E-L-L-O at D-R-N-A-L-L.com. And I just happened to be on Julie's Facebook group. So if you do an at sign Katie Nall, you could get in touch with me there as well. Awesome. Um, put all yeah. those links in the show notes. What about the book? Where can they find the book? The book right now is at Lulu's, and I can I can give you the link for that. It's it's working its way to Amazon this week or next week. It should be on Amazon on Amazon, but they can also get it from me directly. And you know what? I always give out my phone number. Very few people call me on my phone number, so I'm going to challenge your audience <laughs> <laughs> to see who will call me. But you can call me at area code seven seven two 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 six. 0167. This number again is 772-226-0167. If I'm not available, you can leave a message. I will call you back. Oh, perfect. Oh, Katie, you're such a blessing. I love working with you. Thank you so much for being on the show. And Thursday here, we'll be back with more of Katie's angel stories. And we'll also be back with a more general EFT tapping healing session for you to be able to try and to work on any issue that that you need right now in your life that you're working through. Thank you so much to Katie for being here. And thank you so much to everyone who is listening. You are the biggest blessing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Julie. I so love what you're doing. Thank you. Friends, if you'd like to hear from your angels and loved ones on the other side, book a one-on-one session via phone, FaceTime, or Zoom. You can also work with me one-on-one when you register to take the Angel Reiki School online to develop and use your own unique spiritual gifts. If you're just looking to be able to connect with your own personal angels, the Angel Communication online course will teach you how to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly. Friends, if you get benefit from this podcast, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and ask a friend to listen. Don't forget to look in the show notes to see the winner of this month's free drawing. You're entered into the drawing when you write a five-star positive review and email it over to us so that we know how to contact you when you win. 
Now, if you have time, I want you to pause and do some energy work with me for a moment to lighten, clear, and reset your own energy. To start, I want you to take two deep breaths. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Friends, as I walk you through this, I want you to use your imagination as an energy tool. Friends, your imagination isn't something that's not real. Your imagination is what every human being uses to create physical reality. How does a painter know what to paint? How does a sculptor know what to sculpt? How does a writer know what to write? They see it all within their mind, within the imagination, before it flows through them and is created within physical reality. Friends, I want you to start by seeing yourself surrounded by thousands of angels. These are all angels that work directly for God and they circle around you. They have this light, airy, warm, yummy presence to them. And my friends, they are simply pure love and they radiate their love from their being to yours. I want you to take a moment to just breathe deeply in and out as you see and feel the presence of all of these angels surrounding you, sending their love and light energy to you. next, I want you to see yourself surrounded by your loved ones on the other side. Your angels haven't gone anywhere. They're still right there, but now steps in your loved ones on the other side. Greet them. Welcome them. Take a moment within your imagination to give them the biggest hug and kiss. Friends, as we do this healing work together, I want you to see that every single being that is surrounding you is just surrounding you because they are connected to God and they want to help you as a soul here on earth to lift your energy, to make it lighter, to take any heaviness out of your aura, chakras, and body. In order for them to help you with this, what I want you to do is voice to them. See yourself in your imagination telling your angels, your loved ones on the other side, God energy of course is there too. Tell them what you are afraid of. I want you to be specific and explain your fears 
to them now. Now friends, I want you to see your loved ones and angels on the other side comforting you, holding you, wiping away your tears. I want you to see them telling you that you're going to be okay. Your family is going to be okay. I want you to see them showing you in their way from the other side that they are there helping you every step of the way and that they will never, ever leave your side. Friends, I want you to see or feel God energy, this pure, white, radiant light pouring down from above over you. And as you feel this pure love and light, this gentle waterfall just pouring over your head, filling your body, filling your auric field to the outside of you, filling every inch of your being around you. I want you to feel that as this light energy comes in, the highest vibration that is as it gently pours into your being, I want you to feel how all the heaviness within you just releases. With the snap of your finger, God takes every ounce of heavy, low vibrational energy within you. And with that snap of the finger, God turns all of it into the highest vibration, love, light energy. Friends, I want you to imagine within your imagination, your DNA strand. Now, the way that spirit shows me the DNA and what it looks like is if you could imagine that double helix and that within that double helix are millions or billions of doors and windows. And those doors and windows open and close. And as they do, some serve your highest health and good some do not. What I want you to do is say this prayer with me. My friends, this energy work does not have to take a lot of time. You're going to hear me say, use the snap of your fingers because within that snap of the fingers, your intention shifts the energy within your body. So you can say it, but please believe it. Know like you know, like you know, within your heart that you are changing the energy, the frequency within you to be pure, complete health. So say this little prayer with me now. God, please close all the doors and windows to my DNA that don't serve my highest health. With a snap of your fingers, see those doors and windows close. And God, please open all the doors and windows to my DNA that do serve my highest health. 
See those doors and windows open with a snap of your fingers. What I want you to do now is see yourself healthier than ever come September of this year. Daydream, visualize about what that health looks like and feels like to you within your body come September of this year. Take a moment to do this work right now and I'll come back to you with my voice in one minute. Friends, I want you to believe like you believe like you believe that you, your family, your friends, you are protected. You are safe. You are secure. Your angels are looking out for you. God is looking out for you. Your loved ones are looking out for you. See yourself as healthier than ever come September of this year. Now I want you to pray with me for a moment for everyone else. God Please protect our nurses, doctors, and all healthcare professionals around the world. God, may you give each of them strength and protect them. God, please also protect all people who work in grocery stores, food service, or delivery. God, may you give each of them the strength and protection that they need. For all people who are suffering from COVID-19 themselves, God, may you take care of them and heal all who are able to be healed. Surround them with your divine protection. Surround them with angels and help every cell within their body to become completely 100% healthy again. God, for every person who has lost a job or had their income reduced, please clearly show them the path to healing, safety, security, Whisper to them in their hearts the direction that you would have them go. God, for every child on this planet, please help them to receive the attention, love, nurturing, and care that they so desperately need. God, please surround them with angels and allow them to feel the divine presence of your love and warmth. For those filled with hatred, God, We ask you to transmute that hate within their hearts into love energy, and we ask you to open up their hearts to make shifts and positive changes to help them raise their vibration. And everyone who is helping with the COVID-19 effort or response in some way, God, please be with each person who needs your strength. Clearly guide them and protect them with whatever they need at this time. Friends, finally, I want you to visualize Thanksgiving of this year. I want you to take a moment of silence to experience this daydream within your mind. 
See every single family member and friend and loved one there at the dinner table. See them happy, healthy. Feel the gratitude of this Thanksgiving beyond any other Thanksgiving in the past. Gratitude for being all together. Gratitude for all being healthy. Gratitude for the lessons learned. Gratitude for the relationships that grew deeper and the love that is between you all. Again, my friends, see your spirit team on the other side telling you that you are going to be okay. See them helping you. My friends, God loves you. Your spirit team loves you. I love you. Open up your heart like French doors to all of the unexpected blessings that they're trying to bring into your life right now. May you go forth with your day feeling lighter and living in the high vibration that is God. Go forth in your day surrounded by angels and your spirit team on the other side protecting you. Allow yourself to just be. Allow yourself to live in the high vibrational frequency that is God and carry it with you throughout your day. Friends, I have to have a disclaimer at the end. This podcast is to educate, inspire, and entertain you on your personal journey towards health and happiness. It is not intended to replace care best provided by qualified professionals. And it is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.